Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Legato across the line, winning. I I enjoy it. I love going out there and uh, really want to win there because they got a really, really cool trophy. (laughs) The surfboard and the old woody wagon and all, it looks really cool. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley here and the entire MRN crew with you for yet another weekly get-together. Well, the West Coast Swing has begun. We've already been to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. On this week's show, we're going to get you set up as we get ready to head out to Southern California and the Inland Empire and this weekend's Auto Club 400 at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. We're going to look back at last year's Auto Club 400 with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. We're going to go face-to-face with Sunoco Rookie of the Year driver and California native Tyler Reddick. We'll preview the Auto Club 400 with Joey Logano, William Byron, and others. Auto Club Speedway can be a challenging track for crew chiefs as well. Cliff Daniels, who's the crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, is going to stop by, and he'll join us to talk about those challenges of that two-mile racetrack. Speaking of Jimmy Johnson... We're going to have another episode of 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. And when we go to Southern California, we always think of Hollywood and the countless movie stars. Well, recently, our Dan Hubbard chatted with the stars of Ford versus Ferrari, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. We talked with Dan over the weekend about his experience talking with those actors. We'll hear that conversation later in today's show as well. We're going to go beyond the track with NASCAR drivers to talk about the TV shows they're binge-watching these days. We've got This Week in NASCAR History and a whole lot more. Folks, we are jammed up and jelly-tight on this edition of NASCAR Live. But first, Matt Benedetto finished second over the weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It was his best cup finish of his entire NASCAR Cup Series career. He joined Woody Kane on our MRN Out Loud podcast this week. Here's a sampling of that visit. Matt Benedetto. Matt, congratulations on a strong start to the season, and now uh, you go back to your roots a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you. Was, uh, that was a good way to, to start off, you know, Daytona aside, uh, starting off the year of Vegas, uh, first kind of normal race of the year, I guess. And then, uh, so yeah, cool way to start now going back, going back to the home state. Now for you, uh, everybody kind of loses track of how big California is when they talk about home state. You're from the area called Grass Valley. How close is that to Auto Club Speedway? And is it, uh, I, I imagine very different from that particular area, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I grew up in Northern California. Grass Valley was probably about an hour away from uh, the Sacramento area and the foothills outside Sacramento. So uh, Auto Club's probably, I think, um, some of my family usually drives down there. It's about a seven-ish hour drive, um, so pretty far south. Yeah. Uh, but I actually had a lot of family that, um, you know, lived down in uh, L.A., so, it's still, uh, so I still had a lot of family down that way. Now, you live in North Carolina now, but a lot of folks talk about the difference between NorCal and SoCal, Northern California and Southern California. How would you describe the difference? Yeah, they're completely different. We're, so, you know, when, when people are like, oh, you grew up in California, it was crazy busy. I'm like, dude, we grew up in a, a even smaller town than I live in in Hickory, North Carolina. Hickory <laughs> is bigger than where I grew up out there. So it's uh, it was pretty is uh you know nice area up there really really quiet i um, mean basically it was just in the foothills uh up there so very very small town so that's kind of what i've been uh, accustomed to growing up and that's why even moving to hickory north carolina people are like oh you live in uh, you know way out there in hickory i'm like no you have no idea where i grew up <laughs> <is> very small <laughs> well that being said how does a kid from grass valley get hooked on racing and how did you make that work what was around your area that got you interested uh, an interesting story but um so my dad was actually big into baseball nobody in my family was into really racing my dad liked cars and stuff but you know that was about the extent of it mm-hmm. um so we uh he was passing through the channels on tv passed by nascar and i made him watch it and at that time i was riding a you know i had a four-wheeler and a dirt bike and i was wide freaking open <laughs> on it every single day and that was it so clearly uh, they were like, okay, uh, motorsports is his passion, or he likes to go fast. And then, uh, yeah, made him watch NASCAR every single week, him and my mom. And, you know, my dad was like, what the heck do you want to watch that for? <laughs> then it became our thing. We watched it every single Sunday, and then, you know, they became fans of it too, so it just became our, our thing. And a friend that I played baseball with um, on our Little League team, uh, my dad was like, at the, one of the trophy ceremonies, like, this is my – my little Jeff Gordon, he likes baseball but loves racing. And one of the kids just so happened to race at Cycleland Speedway where Kyle Larson and I grew up racing. And they both come out and check it out, and that's how I got started. That was Matt Benedetto with our Woody Kane. You can hear the MRN Out Loud podcast weekly on MRN.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Coming up, we'll look back at last year's Auto Club 400, and later we'll go face-to-face with Tyler Reddick. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages situations. 
Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. The Xfinity fastest lap of the race was turned in by Joey Logano on lap one over the weekend in Las Vegas. It was 178.012 miles an hour. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Coming up next, we'll look back at last year's Auto Club 400. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. One year ago, history was made at Auto Club Speedway. To refresh your memory of that race, here's a NASCAR Live Backtracks. We want to see what this new package is going to do. Everybody's just paying, paying attention to it. This is a very, very key race today to NASCAR to see if this is going to work. Okay, cars off. Ready, ready. Go, go. Green flag goes in the air, and the Auto Club 400 is underway. From the outside lane, the pole sitter, Austin Dillon, tries to get a fender out in front of Kevin Harvick. And it will be Austin Dillon leading the field to turn number one for the first time, and immediately they fan out two and three wide throughout the field. Top to cover, no gap, no gap. Clear up. On 14, push it to you. Push it in front. Almost like the five-wide formation we saw in pre-race. Here comes Kyle Busch. Oh, okay. It's just... It gets to that same slick spot on exit, and I lose the car when I'm in traffic. Uh, and out front here a little bit, but less, way less out front, obviously. We got a smoker over off of turn two, guys. That is Austin Dillon slowing off the pace at the bottom of the racetrack. A bit of smoke trailing from that car as he moves it on the apron and out of the way up the back straightaway. It'll be a one-lap dash to the green-white checkered flag that concludes stage number one. It's on as they head back to turn number one. And it's Denny Hamlin at the front of the field on the older tires. Here comes Kyle Busch on the fresh tires right to the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Busch assumes the race lead and they're crashing behind him. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is spun. Help the top. They're wrecking behind you. Help the top. Help Denny. Get up top. William Byron nearly misses him. It's a solo spin as Stenhouse goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Yellow, 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 yellow. All right, wave them off. We can save here. 
That'll be it for the segment. Just uh, keep sparing your tires. Hope you're staying out. Don't let him jump back in front of you. The 11, you had him by a good bit. Kyle Busch will sweep the stage wins here this afternoon. He's done that twice previously. Outside the 43. All right, come on down here. Don't pass the pace car peeling off. Pit road. Don't screw up in pit road. And right now they're getting ready to hit pit road. We'll see what happens here. They'll be tight on you. Don't pass them. 47 all red right here. They haven't stuck a wrench in the back window of this car all race long. That remains the story here. No adjustments for race leader Kyle Busch. Clear. Wall. One blue. No more. One blue. Busted for speeding. Kyle Busch and his Joe Gibbs Racing teammate, both of them will have to restart at the back of the field. You got us too fast, section 13. If there's any car, any driver that can get back up there, it's us. Got to pace ourselves. Can't do it with a broke car. There are Team Penske Fords out front. He's going to have to run them down. Those guys will be blending up ahead of us then. Keep digging on all the toe we can grab off them guys in front of us. Grab what we can. That's right. All the toe you can get when they pull out. Kyle Busch with a big draft and a big run to turn one. Unit 2, unit 22. Running mid. Top's going to be covered. A great run for Kyle Busch from third to first to the back straightaway. Still there, full. Still full. Still there. Still there. Still there. Clear up. All the way back to the top spot is Kyle Busch. Team Penske and Joe Gibbs Racing, the best two teams of the season so far, and they occupy the top three positions. Driving away here. Point seven. 79 behind. You ran a 37. No more than you need. What a comeback after a speeding penalty on Penn Road. He has made his way back. Kyle Busch off of turn four. A milestone win on a track where he scored his very first cup victory. Here comes Kyle Busch off turn number four. All right. Checker flag. 200, bud. Good job. Good job, guys. Oh, yes. And Kyle Busch has won here at the Auto Club Speedway, winning the Auto Club 400 and national win, number 200 for the Las Vegas native, the 33-year-old driver. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Can you imagine if I could have gotten Vegas and yesterday? How many in a row? How many? Doesn't matter. We won today, boys. I speak for all of us, buddy, when I say uh, thanks for letting us be a part of it, man. You are the best. For the 200th time in his NASCAR National Series career and 53rd time in the Premier Series. Since that 200th win, Kyle has gone on to win eight more races in NASCAR's top three divisions. It'll be interesting to see where that number is at the end of his Hall of Fame career. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got a face-to-face interview with Tyler Reddick and later... We'll preview this weekend's Auto Club 400. America is a great big country. Filled with all kinds of different people. And we all count. That's why the 2020 census wants to make sure we're all counted. Why is it so important? Because the census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars will be spent each year for things like... New roads. Health clinics. Even more school programs. So make sure you're counted. Because you count. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We'll go face-to-face with Tyler Reddick next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Hear stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Whelan would like to congratulate Joey Logano and his number 22 Team Penske pit crew for the win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. When the caution came out with six laps to go, the team had a miscommunication on whether to pit or not. So Logano stayed out, and the move proved to be the lucky decision. Before that, you're like, well, dang it, we're not going to win. You know, it's too far back. I couldn't couldn't make it up. I was actually trying to hold off the 24. He was really fast at the time. Um, and I thought that was really going to be my, my shot. I was going to try to finish third. And the caution came out. The two leaders pitted. And I said, oh, it's clean air. We'll take that. <laughs> and so uh, it worked out well. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We appreciate you joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, our Woody Kane had a chance to sit down with Sunoco Rookie of the Year contender and California native Tyler Reddick. It's this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Checkered flag is in the air. The Ford EcoBoost 300 and the 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship belongs to Tyler Reddick, 23-year-old from Corning, California. So let's get this out of the way first. Going to Auto Club Speedway, which is in Southern California, but you're a Northern California guy. What's the difference between the two? They couldn't be any more different from one another. I like everything that I, other than maybe you can see the mountains when, you know, the, the, the fumes aren't clouding the skies in California or in LA. But I mean, other than that, there's not a lot of differences. The people are just rude in LA. Um, there's a lot of traffic, uh, other than that, I mean, there's, they couldn't be more different from one another. What's, when we get ready to race at, at California, the best thing about that particular track? Just the racetrack itself. I mean, the, the area around it is is all right. There's nothing really, there's some cool spots to go hang out at if you, you know how to find them. But it's just tough. It gets around 5 o'clock, and it's just like you don't want to, just don't even want to go anywhere. It's just so many people, and they're all trying to go home at once, so. It's that's LA. People love it. People live it. Um, yeah, when I go there, you know, there's some cool places. Places you can get down to like uh, the beaches, kind of on the southern side of LA. Um, down there, it's really really nice. Um, but getting down there before the traffic gets there, and then hanging out there until the traffic goes is kind of a kind of the way you got to do it. So I'm kind of new to it, but I'm getting more experience with it, and I'll probably have a better plan in the next couple of years. Even though you're still a young guy, you're not really new to racing. You started when you were four years old, Corning, California. Tell me about your first ever memory of seeing a race car there and thinking, this is what I want to do. Gosh, I think I was uh, really, really young, you know, only a couple years old. And my dad was racing at uh, Shasta Motor Speedway in his asphalt modified. 
I think that's kind of what got me started on racing. Uh, you know, I, I always watched NASCAR on Sundays. I loved racing games. I loved cars. So my parents working in a dealership had me around cars a lot. So I just naturally was drawn to that stuff. And then being around racetrack and being there in person was was kind of the final, you know, icing on the cake, I guess. It was what got me all in and helped me, I guess, push me to, to pursue racing. You were around cars even when you weren't racing and stuff because of the, the family business, right? Tell me yeah. about that. It was a lot of fun. I'd run around, be in commercials, drive my power wheels around, run around kicking cars. Like, not kicking the cars, kicking the tires on the... on the. <laughs> not, That's better. Excuse me, yes. <laughs> I was kicking the tires. I, I don't know why, I just... It was just a thing. I think my grandfather would joke around, just kick the tires, make sure they got air in them, but not kick the actual car themselves. I'd drive down the price. But yeah. um, being in commercials, seeing like, remember, you know, when the, when well, I guess I can't talk about it, damn. Um, remembering when like one, uh, a brand new hypercar came out that they made and seeing it, seeing it in person, being in it, you know, just stuff like that. Getting to see new cars come out was a lot of fun and being around them was cool. The differences now between where you live in North Carolina and California. One thing is the humidity, right? Humidity. Um, those great mountains that I talk about, you can see in North in, uh, in Northern California. You can't see any of it in North Carolina because there's too many trees um, and a lot of humidity. But but gotten grown to it. And I've gotten used to it. So when I come out here, it feels amazing. Baby boat era has begun. How's that going? It's going pretty good. Um, this is going to be the well. I mean. He's, only a little over a month old, and gosh, I feel like I'm going to be away from him for two and a half weeks. So that's going to be a interesting um, part. The next interesting part of being a father, you're, I don't know how I'm, I'm going to take. We'll see. Working out a schedule has got to be a little bit of a challenge anyway, just because you're on the road so much. Yeah. Um, you know, the nice thing is, you know, she has friends and, and some people around that will be home to help her through it. Uh, when I'm gone, um, but we're going to try and get her out to race one of them while we're out here. We just got to make sure it works. So, yeah, definitely. You know, it was really nice having them in Daytona, being with, being down there, kind of away from everything for about two weeks, and now um, I get to spend about two and a half weeks away from them. So it's just part of it, part of the sacrifice you have to make. Would a win in California be more special than any other tracks, or is a win a win a win? Um, a win at Fontana would probably be the probably the most special of the three on the west coast just because um i've it's a track i had to wait the longest to get to of the of the remaining tracks next to sonoma this year will be the last one i haven't been able to get to on the circuit i just have been wanting to win at california for a long time it's a really fun track and i both times in xfinity car had a really good shot the last two years and i screwed it up both times so um i'd like to get done the cup car maybe this is the time tyler thanks for your time and good luck yeah thank you that's tyler reddick this week's nascar live face-to-face interview Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll preview this weekend's Auto Club 400, and later we'll go beyond the track with some NASCAR drivers and their favorite TV shows. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. When it comes to weekends, we're always left wondering what to do. If only there was something exciting going on that everyone will enjoy. 
then you want the full throttle excitement of the Fan Shield 500 Speed Fest coming to Phoenix Raceway March 6th through the 8th. You bring all your friends and family, and we'll bring the festival fun with camping, great food, and access to the infield and NASCAR garages. Get your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. We'll preview this weekend's Auto Club 400 in a moment. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. Run the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. The West Coast Swing continues this weekend at Auto Club Speedway. What are the drivers saying about the track? Here's MRN's Kyle Rickey with a race preview. NASCAR continues its West Coast Swing this weekend, moving from Las Vegas to Auto Club Speedway in Southern California. The two-mile racetrack is known for its bumps, making it a challenge for drivers to get around. William Byron says the bumps add difficulty, but also makes it fun. Well, it's a tough track to get a hold of, for sure. I mean, the, the bumps uh, definitely are difficult to deal with, um, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun to drive, and I feel like um, it's just a good track to uh, to kind of to run and, and feel out and, and be able to move around the racetrack and, and find different places that have grip, so... Um, it's a lot of a lot of fun to drive. Rookie contender Christopher Bell agrees and adds the width of the track gives them opportunities to pick where they want to race. Yeah, it's cool because as a driver, the only thing you, you want is to be able to move around the racetrack and pass guys. And in California, you can, like you said, pretty much pick wherever you want to go. So uh, if you're faster than a guy, generally you can find a way around him. Austin Dillon says they've learned about the cars since their last visit to Auto Club last year. We've had thoughts throughout the process of where we felt like we needed to be um, with our cars and done it wrong and gotten it close and then I felt like at the end of the year the last race at Homestead was a good race for us and if that anything says anything California has the same type of asphalt as Homestead it wears the tires a lot big older track so um, looking forward to taking something similar that we had at Homestead to California and improving on our 10th place finish from last year. We did set up the pole last year. So. Having reference to last year is something Eric Jones and his team is leaning on says don't expect to see the same race as a year ago. Oh, I think it's going to be different. You know, going in last year, nobody really knew what we needed uh, car-wise, balance-wise, and this year we got a whole notebook to look back on the, uh, to try to get better. So um, I don't know. It's going to be a different race, I think, than what you saw last year. I think there'll be a lot more lifting. I think the cars are going to be a lot faster. We've just gotten, everybody's gotten their cars better and more efficient and faster on the straightaways, and that makes more lifting in the corners. So, um 
probably be a little different race, but Fontana's always a good show. I I really like going there, and, and it's cool that you can run you know, pretty much anywhere on the track. So um, it'll be exciting, but it's, I think it'll be a little bit different than what we had. Ty Dillon is placing emphasis on a good West Coast swing to continue their season. He says the more teams know about how these cars race, the better their racing is going to get, especially at a place like Auto Club. Yeah, I think it's going to get better. I think as everybody kind of figures out what they're looking for in these race cars to race well, um, you know, I think that the racing is going to be really solid. We were having a great great run in, in Fontana last year, and we had a left, left left front go flat that put the rest of our day behind. So we're excited to go back and redeem ourselves. We feel like we have a decent package for that racetrack, too. And I think for us, we didn't have a great result in Daytona. Uh, we were really strong. We had a great showing of speed and, and running a solid race. We got caught up in a crash. So we need to have a solid West Coast swing for our team. And um, if we can continue, you know, good momentum from the practices here in Vegas through, through Fontana, uh, we're going to have a great start to our year. Despite being winless at Auto Club, Joey Logano lists it as one of his favorite tracks and has his eyes set on the unique trophy. Maybe one of the coolest racetracks we go to. Uh, it definitely is one of the coolest. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of great things about it. Um, being able to move around the racetrack, tire wear, uh, the draft. And you, you really got a, a good mix of the Daytona type of big draft going on and then a mix with you know a, a mile and a half type handling and needing to find room in the corners and those type of things and uh, it makes it for a really really fun race um, I, I enjoy it I love going out there and uh, really want to win there because they got a really really cool trophy <laughs> to surfboard and the old woody wagon and all that's really cool Motor Racing Network will have coverage of the Auto Club 400 from the Auto Club Speedway of Southern California on Sunday, starting at 2.30 Eastern Time. Thanks, Kyle. To get a little more about this weekend's Auto Club 400, MRN's Dylan Welch talked with Jimmy Johnson's crew chief, Cliff Daniels. And looking to Fontana, you weren't in the crew chief role there last year. Um, what kind of challenge do you anticipate that presenting, or, or what are you kind of keeping your eyes out for as we go there next week? California is such a cool place for, for us in the 48, just the history of, of the track for what it means to Jimmy, um, the success over the years. So uh, the, the challenges are, are being able to weigh what you need for the straight line speed versus the, the grip in the corners. The track does have fall off, but obviously it's a, a two-mile track, and, and there's a lot of um, inherent speed you need to have built into your car so there, there's a lot that we've been working on trying to make sure we're prepared and, and ultimately once we get on track we'll find out the bumps on the back stretch is something we always talk about there uh how do you compensate for that or, or can you in any way compensate for those there's a few things that uh that you can adjust with with your shocks and, and your ride heights and how you approach your, your springs and your bump stops We've done a lot of work over the last few years trying to improve not only the bumps on the back straightaway, which obviously are there that you mentioned, but there's also a lot of bumps in the corners too. So handling over the bumps is definitely a premium. Managing your ride height control is definitely a premium. Um, again, uh, all of our engineering staff, everybody at Hendrick Motorsports done a great job over the last few years of developing shocks and springs and, and things correctly to help in those areas. So I think we'll be pretty well prepared. With it being Jimmy's home track, his last race there, as you mentioned, what are uh, what are your emotions like, or you know, what does it mean to you to be able to go there and be the guy calling the shots for him his, his last trip around there? Definitely excited, and there's going to be a lot of really positive energy around that race course. He has a lot of his uh, you know local fans and and even family. They're going to be there. I, I know he's got a, a pretty large guest list, um, and, and just to to be in the moment and, and to share that excitement with him for um, you know the last race for his full time season at what you would call his home track. Um, it's going to be really cool. I, I, I can't wait to get going. You know, for the weekend, his feedback is 
is always you know so cool there he he'll run low he'll run high quicker than some guys will and, and just move around all over the track so the way he approaches it's a lot of fun um we're definitely looking forward to it with this package of car and racing that we have what is racing at a two-mile track like? I mean, it's you know, it's obviously in the middle of the mile and a half and, and the super speedways that we saw last week. So what are the the things that you kind of try to p- prioritize you know, on the car when you're racing in a place like that? Yeah, a place like California is so unique because you have such a high level of fall-off, um, which is great for us because setup comes so much into play. At a place like Michigan, which is a two-mile oval, it's so smooth and there's so much inherent grip. Um, that you're really doing everything you can to maximize straight line speed, trim your car out, um, shed drag, even at the expense of downforce. California, you kind of have to have the magic mix of, of downforce and drag, so you, you have the straight line speed for the long straightaways. Um, and then as the run goes on and, and the pace falls off, have to make sure you have enough aerodynamic grip and mechanical grip too. So it's really kind of a, a cool uh, mix of both worlds for us uh, to be able to approach a track like that, and uh, it's going to be fun. What's the toughest part of the West Coast swing, just the grind of three weeks in a row of back and forth coast to coast the grind of three weeks is is tough back and forth and and one of the most difficult things is obviously we're going to learn a lot in practice today at las vegas so anything that you learn that you want to get applied to those cars moving forward they're already through the system and they're you know basically a day away from being loaded uh so it's difficult to adapt quickly if you need to Sometimes you'll see teams come to the West Coast and have a great West Coast swing, and that can really, um, you know, kind of leapfrog your season in a positive direction. And teams that come uh, and struggle early, it, it's hard to get caught up and it's hard to adapt. So, um, with the preparation we've done over the winter, I feel we're going to be, you know, pretty well prepared. And, and the challenge is just to adapt quickly if, if we need to. That's Cliff Daniels, crew chief for Jimmy Johnson. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll go beyond the track with MRN's Dan Hubbard and some NASCAR drivers. When was the last time you read the Constitution, specifically Article 1, Section 2? The Founding Fathers thought it was critical to count the population every 10 years so that congressional representation would be based on facts, and it also helps inform how billions in funding are spent every year. The census is our opportunity to be heard, and if you think about it, our civic duty. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Hey guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Monday. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party and neither of you showed up. <laughs> we get along okay sometimes. Yeah. I'd say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. <sighs> throws off his... I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Monday. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find your podcast. We'll go beyond the track with NASCAR drivers and their favorite TV shows next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap. And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you again for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Recently, MRN's Dan Hubbard had a chance to sit down and talk with the stars of the movie Ford versus Ferrari. We're speaking, of course, of Matt Damon and Christian Bale. There are a couple of big names out there in Hollywood. Well, over the weekend, MRN's Dan Hubbard talked about that experience with Woody Kane. Well, speaking of entertainment, you had a chance recently to chat with the stars of Ford versus Ferrari. It got nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. How did that come together? That was really a wild deal. Uh, it's something I don't do every day, obviously. <laughs> I got a call from MRN, and I'm pretty sure I got the call because of my geography. I'm the only guy that lives in California. But Ford versus Ferrari was about to be released, and they had a press junket where they off uh, they invited. Uh, several members of the media. And come. when you think junket, you think Dan Hubbard. Well, of course, of course. Uh, and they said, uh, hey, would you like to see the premiere of Ford versus Ferrari? Well, sure. That sounds great. I thought, you know, this is going to be a great gig. Go watch the movie, have some popcorn. Well, then you got to interview Christian Bale and Matt Damon the next day. Uh, you got to. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. But, again, it was. I said, well, okay, I've got to know what I'm talking about, so... Um, they put you up in a nice hotel, they take you out to dinner, they get you liquored up, and then you go see the movie. <laughs> Having said that, it is a good movie, a very, very good movie, good racing movie. But then the next morning at the Peterson Museum in Los Angeles, I had to uh, interview Matt Damon and Christian Bale about the making of the movie. And I, I was a little nervous, I was, uh, because, again, you don't talk to giants in the Hollywood industry uh, in Los Angeles. And... Um, they couldn't have been more gracious. You were given five minutes, and there were about 30 of us there. Wow. So so were you at the front end or the back end? I was at the back end. <laughs> oh, they were, no. They, they busted <laughs> us up. And, you know, you each got five minutes with Christian Bale and Matt Damon to talk about the movie, to talk about the making of the movie and whatnot. And uh, I thought, wow, these guys are going to be tired by the time I get there. <laughs> but it was coming in on the two-hour mark, maybe a little over two hours, and you go into this set. It's wrapped in black curtain. And there's three cameras and the lights and everything else. And I walk in, and there's Christian Bale and Matt Damon, you know. So I just took a big <laughs> breath and said, hey, I'm Dan Hubbard with MRN, and let's talk about the movie. And they couldn't have been more professional. I'm sure we were all asking them essentially the same questions yeah. over and over and over. But uh, they were so friendly. And uh, before I knew it, they were giving me a two-minute card and then a one-minute card. And I said, wow, that's, it goes fast. It goes real fast. Anything go on behind the scenes that we should know about that didn't make it to the final cut? Any uh, <laughs> any fun and games? Uh, not that I know. I'm sorry. I don't have any Hollywood dirt uh, on that. Again, they were they were really gracious. And Matt Damon had just flown in, I think, from Paris or something like that the night before. Mm -hmm. And for him to, to get up and do this, and uh, it was really fantastic. They had a ball doing it. And one of the questions I asked him, I think, is, like, is there is there anything in this movie for people who aren't racing fans? And Christian Bale said, oh, it's just a great movie, period. It's a great story about Carol Shelby and Ken Miles. Um, he goes, Matt and I are not race fans, but we've come to learn and respect and appreciate the passion that these guys put into the sport through the making of this movie. 
Uh, and I just thought that was kind of cool that, uh, you know, they might pay a little bit more attention now, I think, maybe to Formula mm-hmm. One or maybe even us at NASCAR. But, uh, uh, again, they were just they were really great guys. It was a good interview. Huge uh, celebrity involvement at the uh, Southern uh, California area, Auto Club Speedway in particular. But one of the things I know we've talked about in the past is, that actually, uh, the area surrounding the track has some historical significance in terms of being in, like, uh, wasn't it a Terminator movie or something like that that it was a backdrop <laughs> for? Yeah. In fact, Auto Club Speedway was built on an old steel mill. That was flattened, but there were still some steel mills in the surrounding area. One still stands today, and it is old and rusty and decrepit, abandoned, and I believe it was uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, oh. Picked that for one of his movies. It's just spooky looking every time you drive by it, <laughs> but it matched his movie uh, perfect. Uh, a lot of other movies have been shot actually at the raceway. Mm-hmm. Not only Ford versus Ferrari, but uh, the one that uh, Sly did was uh, was it called Driven? Yeah, I think, I think it was he, Driven. He, yeah, he uh, and it, it's used in commercials. That particular track is used in commercials all the time. I I I put it at maybe twice a month, maybe even three times a month. I mean, that is a facility that's utilized a lot. So, and that's because it's. You know, geographically kind to those uh, production companies in Los Angeles and Hollywood and whatnot. You can watch more of this interview this Thursday on MRN Crew Call. You can find that at MRN.com. Since we're in Southern California this weekend, the topic is about movies and TV shows. We asked some of the drivers about some of the shows they're into these days. And here's what we got back in this week's Beyond the Track. Here comes Corey LaJoy, a big shove. My wife and I, our Netflix binge is Homeland. It's, it's like a, an inside CIA type yeah. show. It's, I, I like that sort of stuff. 22-year-old John Hunter Nemechek. I don't have much time to watch TV, I feel like. so. <laughs> um, we, I don't watch much TV, but I would say the second series of You, um, I watched while I was on vacation or traveling on vacation mm-hmm. um, over the off-season. So that was probably it. We binge-watched that. Daniel Hembrick out front, two by two by two. Uh, Binge watching. So we uh, had some people recommend um, Breaking Bad, and it's a little slower, but it's pretty interesting. So we've been going through that. You know, then you take these West Coast trips, right? you got plenty of time to watch. So we knocked some episodes out on the way out here. 12th fastest for Cole Custer for the... I've actually been on Netflix watching that O.J. Simpson thing. I'm a little behind the times on it, but I feel like... a couple like, years ago. Yeah, it? <laughs> but it's, uh, it's pretty good so far. Um, but I like, you know, all the movies, you know, Will Ferrell movies and stuff like that. So... Um, you know, yeah, I love everything they do out there. And Brennan Poole in the ninth spot. I watch a lot of different things. Um, the last thing I just finished was You on Netflix, which is crazy. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, basically he's like a stalker guy. He's basically a serial killer, but more a stalker, I guess. I don't know. It's very similar to, like, Dexter, if you like any of those shows. But um, So I, I, I just finished that. I started Dracula, to be honest. Not really for me. I don't know. Maybe some people will like that, but uh, a little like a darker version of, uh, you know, a vampire type style movie. Um, but really, like, my go to is just straight up. I watch Supernatural a lot. Probably going to get made fun of a lot for saying that. Um, but uh, I do. Like, if I'm just, like, you know, doing laundry at the house or cleaning something or whatever, I pretty much have Supernatural going on in the background. Like, you know how most of the people will be like, oh, I always have friends on in the background or something? Like, I'm, I'm watching Supernatural. I don't know why. I really want a 1967 four door Chevy Impala now after watching that show. It's like my third time through, so. That's this week's Beyond the Track. Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll talk with Billy Malden with Motor Racing Outreach. He and his team will be kicking off Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month this weekend at Auto Club Speedway. We'll learn a little more about that program and the good things that MRO does for NASCAR. 
Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, get your head in the game. This ain't no exhibition match. This is for real. You've got a house to insure, and there are no excuses because Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easier than ever to get the coverage you need. Here's some music to get you pumped. Feel that confidence. Did I say stop saving money? No. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Here's our broadcast schedule for this weekend's activities at Auto Club Speedway. Our coverage begins Friday with two practice sessions for the NASCAR Cup Series. We'll have one for you at 4 p.m. Eastern, the next at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Both those practice sessions can be heard on MRN.com. We're back on Saturday. Pole qualifying for the Auto Club 400 hits the airwaves at 2.30 Then the NASCAR Xfinity Series Production Alliance Group 300 hits the air at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, on Sunday, it's the main event, the Auto Club 400. Motor Racing Network coverage begins at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. To check the affiliate list for a station near you, be sure to check out MRN.com. We'll have Billy Malden with Motor Racing Outreach next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.A. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Welcome to Dega, where family fun clocks in at 200 smiles per hour. Enjoy special pricing for kids, park for free, and bring in your own food and drinks. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. Welcome to Dega, the biggest, baddest, and best fan experience in all of NASCAR. Park for free, bring your own cooler, and crank it up at the free Saturday night infield concert. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us on our weekly get-together. Folks, here we discuss a lot about what's happening on the racetrack with cars and drivers and the like, but there's there's an entirely different life and scene when cars are not on the racetrack, and there is one organization that plays a crucial role in that, and that's Motor Racing Outreach. Let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in... Billy Malden, the president of MRO. Billy, welcome to NASCAR Live. How are we doing? Hey, we're doing great. Thank you. I want to uh, to spotlight what you folks do for the sport, for the competitors and everyone involved in the sport. For those that are listening to us and perhaps maybe do not know what motor racing outreach is, explain the purpose of MRO. Yeah, I think the easiest way to explain it to folks that may be listening is In essence, we're just basically the the church for the folks that travel week in and week out on the NASCAR circuit. 
as your listeners can probably easily imagine, obviously our weekends are we're, we're busiest. It's our work time. And for a lot of folks in our community, obviously you miss the opportunity to be at church or part of a local congregation or whatever. So every weekend at the racetrack for all the different racing series, uh, we provide everything from chapel services for opportunities for the families and the kids and the wives and the husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, anybody that's here from, from the guys that are driving the haulers and the coaches to the guys going over the walls, just an opportunity to have a pastoral presence around to attend a chapel service, to have things for their kids to do, to just bring a little bit of the typical things that people normally do on the weekends to our weekends at the racetrack. And it means so much to so many people. And this weekend, it's going to go up a notch because – It is Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month in the month of March, and MRO is going to get connected with that. Can you explain the involvement there with Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month and the campaign that's going to kick off this weekend at the Auto Club 400? Yeah, there's probably an estimated 5 million people around the country that have either a developmental or an intellectual disability that really just want to be a part of life like everybody else. They want to be a part of society, a part of community, a part of work, whatever the case may be. But sometimes uh, they're, I would say, kind of an unseen voice. And what Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month is about raising that awareness of inclusion for all. And um, it was started in 1987 with a proclamation from President Ronald Reagan at that time. And so Motor Racing Outreach became friends with an organization called Bethesda. And Bethesda serves this community in about 13 states around the country, and one of them happens to be California. And also the Auto Club 400 will take place on March the 1st. So together we started brainstorming. We said, hey, let's bring five of your your residents, your special guests with us to be ambassadors to the race on the 1st, and let's show them what it's like to be a part of a NASCAR race, a NASCAR weekend. And we partnered with the Club Speedway staff, and they've been very supportive and behind it. So we're going to bring these five guests in, and we're going to start them out in the morning with pace car rides all the way through the pre-race show, and then they're going to watch the race. And really the, the effort, the, the heart behind all of this is to simply say, hey, let's include all abilities. Everybody out there wants to be a part of life and especially those with developmental disabilities. Let's be aware that they're here, that they're part of our life and our society, and let's include them every way we possibly can. As you well know, our sport, our family, does a great job of trying to do anything we can to help anybody. And this was just another opportunity that came on the radar that we looked at and said, wow, I mean, this, is a, this is a community of folks out there, and it's not just those with developmental disabilities, but their families as well that are doing everything they can to care and provide for them. Here's just an opportunity for us to take our sport and put a little bit of our spotlight on them and see if we can make a difference in their lives. And we tip our caps to you for doing that. If folks want more information about this effort or about MRO in general, can you give them the website where they can go check this out? Yes, includeallabilities.com is the website that's been set up for this particular month, Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month. And if folks want to learn more about MRO, it's just motorracingoutreach.com. Billy, as always, my friend, thank you not only for what you do in the sport, but away from the racetrack and all that you do for us. We really appreciate and uh, we really honor MRO. 
Seems like you're always there for us when we need you the most. Thank you. That's the kindest compliment you could uh, pay us. Really appreciate that. That's Billy Molden, president of Motor Racing Outreach. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. And later, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. This portion of NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, official partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. America is a great big country filled with all kinds of different people. And we all count. That's why the 2020 census wants to make sure we're all counted. Why is it so important? Because the census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars will be spent each year for things like new roads, health clinics, even more school programs. So make sure you're counted. Because you count. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live with 2020 being the final full-time season for seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson. We're sharing with you 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Here's MRN's Jason Toy. In 2002, Jimmy Johnson scored his first career Cup Series win at the Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. Johnson remembers the race and the impact it had on his future in the sport. Yeah, the things that come back to mind for me, my first win in California, is uh, running well all day long, um, chasing Kurt in the 97 car. I remember we went for two tires. They took four, and I remember being out in front of him just waiting for those four tires to run me down. Jimmy Johnson has got a strong race car. There is no doubt about that. He was all over Kurt Busch when the caution flag flew. But is he going to be strong enough on older tires to try and hold off Kurt Busch in the remainder of that pack down the stretch? And he got close, but really never was was a threat. Final time into turn one. Jimmy Johnson out of El Cajon, California, has a lead of about six car lengths, making six and a half over Kurt Busch. Busch doing everything he can, tightens it up to about five car lengths, but it's still Jimmy Johnson leading the field off of turn two. I remember kind of relaxing and thinking, all right, you know, I've, I've got this in control if I just do my part and, and bring it on home and, and I was able to do so. Right on the bottom of the racetrack, off corner number four. Here they come to the line, and in only the 13th start of his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career, Jimmy Johnson is going to victory lane in California. Um, and then after the race, just the relief to really hit my childhood dream, which is to win a cup race. Uh, was massive for me. How does it feel to win a Winston Cup race in your home state of California? This is unbelievable. Um, to be able to do this and, and be this competitive in Winston Cup racing is a dream of mine, and I just can't believe it came true. And it's just so special to win here in front of the home state, win in front of all my friends and family that are out in the grandstands. This is incredible. Thank you, California. I'm glad I could do it. I, I had a lot of pressure on my shoulders at the time, um, being handpicked by Jeff Gordon, being in his equipment. And in my heart, I felt like if I didn't win that rookie year, I'd probably be looking for a job. So uh, it was a huge sense of relief when that was done. Jimmy Johnson went on to win two more races that rookie season and finished fifth in the final standings. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Jason. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong is here with This Week in NASCAR History. 
Thanks, Mike. This week, we start our journey through time in 1994. Swedish pop sensation Ace of Bass shows the way at the top of the charts with the international hit single, The Sign. Jim Carrey plays his high card well, raking in big box office bucks, portraying Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. And Rusty Wallace wasn't acting while keeping his streak alive at The Rock, driving the Team Penske Ford to victory lane for the third straight win at North Carolina Motor Speedway in the Goodwrench 500. Rusty takes it wide to get around the Hunt Strickland car. Couple of lap cars directly ahead. Mark Martin still rides about two car lengths behind him. Rusty for the last time off turn two and on his way. He'll go to the outside of Darrell Waltrip's Western Auto car. Now Wallace with clear racetrack ahead. Dives to the bottom of turn three. He's on his way up off the corner. The time of day is a quarter of five. But for Rusty Wallace, the stroke of midnight. That's the name of the car that he'll take to get another victory here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway. Y2K. Tim McGraw gets chummy atop the country charts with the hit single, My Best Friend. Returning to late night TV following major surgery, David Letterman brings a few special guests onto the set, his cardio bypass surgical team. And Bobby Lapani put on a racing clinic at The Rock in the Joe Gibbs Racing Pontiac, claiming his first of four wins on the way to the 2000 Cup Championship. Should be able to coast on in from now as Bobby Labonte takes his car off turn number two, hits the back straightaway, still following Mike Skinner. Earnhardt closes in and finally gets rid of Jerry Nadeau. The sand now beginning a trickle out of the hourglass. Time running out for Earnhardt Labonte through three for the final time, and he heads off turn four. Bobby Labonte becomes the 26th different driver to win a Winston Cup race in Rockingham. Checkered flag, Labonte scores. The Duraloop Kmart 400. 2007. Nelly Furtado rockets to international fame with her second number one smash hit single, Say It Right. Martin Scorsese cleaned out the 79th Academy Awards, receiving Best Picture, Director, Editing, and Screenplay honors for the tense crime drama, The Departed. Meanwhile, Matt Kenseth stole the show just 50 miles away from Hollywood, leading 133 laps and guiding the Roush Racing Ford to victory in the Auto Club 500, his second win on the two-mile Southern California Oval. was too tough for them last night in the Bush Series race. Looks like he's too tough for them in today's cup race. Matt Kenseth enjoys a gap of about eight car lengths over Jeff Gordon. Matt Kenseth loves it here at Fontana. Looks like he's on his way to another Fontana victory. Better do the California sweep, winning the Bush race here yesterday and winning the Auto Club 500 here today. And it extends Ford's dominance at California Speedway, their eighth victory. The checkered flag waves over Matt Kenseth. He's won the Auto Club 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. That's going to put a wrap on the show this week. We'd like to thank Matt DiBenedetto for joining us. Also, our thanks to Tyler Reddick, Jimmy Johnson's crew chief, Cliff Daniels, and MRO's Billy Malden for stopping by. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for making us a part of your listening this weekend. Can't wait to get to Southern California, and we'll talk to you with the Auto Club 400 weekend right here on the Motor Racing Network. Until we speak again next week, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. 
It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.